Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Eric Wood's like, what the hell did I sign up for? He is the (laughs) former Pro Bowl center. He is the color analyst for the Buffalo Bills. Joining us on the home of America's team here on Sean and RJ 105.3 The Fan. Good morning, Eric. How are you? I'm doing great. What are you guys discussing? You going like uh, sober January or something? Uh, yeah, your cardiologist saying three months, don't drink, fatty liver, fatty spleen, blood pressure machine. You got any of that going on in your life? <laughs> I hope not. Uh, I haven't <laughs> got that. I haven't got that news. And uh, yeah, with. Uh, well, it sounds yeah, like you're avoiding I'm, I'm the doctor to... like I do. I yeah. just avoid it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Then the, no news is good news. Um, what What type of heart rate and medical condition are Bills fans in this season. If, if you could if you could just quickly recap the up and down ride of the Buffalo Bills year so far, it would sound like what? Yeah, what a segue that was. Um, <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it's a very disappointing start. Obviously, you lose that opener to the Jets. Aaron Rodgers goes out of the game three plays in, and you drop that one to Zach Wilson. And then they got on a roll, and then injuries really crushed the defense. The offense wasn't playing well enough, and we fired the offensive coordinator and Ken Dorsey these last three weeks. This offense has been rolling under Joe Brady as the offensive coordinator, and you know it's been a, a disappointing season sitting here with a seven and six record, and really you lose four games at the very end, and you know there's some there's some luck involved there, but you you also put yourself in those position against some pretty crappy teams, and so all that being said, the Bills are, are fighting for their playoff chances, but. I think Bills fans, as well as people around the NFL, are thinking if the Bills are able to get in uh, to the dance, they have as good a shot as anybody to win it all. Eric, how's the culture? Like, you're around the team. You cover the team. You go into that locker room. You've been in locker rooms. Does it feel like it's all good? Are are we at a breaking point here with Sean McDermott, Stephon Diggs, and all the drama that we hear about outside of New York? Like, how would you describe the team culture, especially after what they just went through with this 9-11 story? Yeah, I honestly think they're as close as they've ever been because of it. You know, that happened four years ago. Sean apologized before they even went to practice that day. Obviously, something he regretted saying, and it didn't come out like he meant it or intended. And so he apologized before the start of practice, and then it gets squashed. And four years later, uh, you interview 25 former players and coaches who have all been dismissed by this head coach and regime, current regime, and you, you you get it brought up four years later amongst a bunch of other things. So I feel like, you know, especially over this past week, this team has come even closer than they've ever been. And all the messaging is around, we have our head coaches back. I played under Sean McDermott. I'm friends with Sean McDermott. Well, he is a good man. He's a high character man. And those guys uh, are are willing and, and, and doing 
all they can to stand up for him. Eric, what, what kind of year is Josh Allen having? I'll tell you what, he's having a great year. And, you know, everyone wants to talk about the interceptions, but he leads the league in total touchdowns. Um, and he's played some really good ball this season. There has been some turnovers, but not all turnovers are created equal. I mean, Josh is not a – he's not worried necessarily about his stats after the game. He's about getting the win. And so you have a few – or you have two Hail Mary balls that get intercepted. You know, if it's third and 19, Josh is going to take a shot down the field. And if it's one-on-one -on -one coverage and the guy makes the play, it's essentially a punt. There's a lot of quarterbacks in the league that won't take those chances because they're worried about – job security and touchdown interception ratio and what that looks like for their future. Josh, he's, he's not necessarily concerned about those things. He knows his standing in Buffalo is secure. And so he's going to give his guys a chance down the field at times that costs him. And I'm not saying uh, that Josh has not made mistakes this year, but I'll tell you this, Dan Orlovsky said it earlier this week, and I agree with him. If the bills are able to get this win and Josh plays well, you know, it's one, two with Dak for the MVP race. When you've heard all these talking heads all year, all they're focused on is that since Josh has entered the league in 2019, he's led the league in turnovers. Well, he also leads uh, the NFL in touchdowns over that time and behind the chiefs uh, and Patrick Mahomes has the second highest win percentage for any starting quarterback. Eric, do they put too much on his plate offensively? That's what I've always felt in watching him. He's a freak. He's a beast. I've always loved him. Um, but do they put too much on his plate? What's the status of the run game and, and the other weapons? Yeah, I'll say this. At, at times, they may have in the past, and some of that's based upon the talent that was around Josh. They needed him to. Uh, but when you look at what they put around him now, and especially with James Cook emerging at running back, they drafted him in the second year, uh, in the second round out of Georgia. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Georgia last year, he's third in the NFL in yards from scrimmage, and he is rushing the ball really well. So you add in that run game, and for a majority of this season, they didn't put a ton on Josh's plate in the run game. These last few weeks, he has added that element back into his game of running the football because at this point, especially when you got your backs against the wall, you, you, you put the ball in the hands of your best players. And, um, and, and at this point, that's going to be Josh Allen. So has that been the Joe Brady offensive coordinator difference versus Ken Dorsey? Yeah, but I don't want to put that all on Ken Dorsey. I think some of it comes from Sean McDermott, people in the organization that say over time we want to see Josh run the ball less and less except for in critical situations. And now that the season's on the line, every game becomes full of critical situations. And, you know, I'd say some of that's Ken Dorsey, and he got the witness, you know, all the shots that Cam Newton took in Carolina as his quarterback coach down there. So I think that impacted some of the lack of usage of Josh in the run game, especially early on in this season. Uh, but, you know, at this point, especially down in the red zone, expect to see Josh Allen carrying the football. We're talking with Buffalo Bills radio color analyst, Eric Wood, former Bills center as well. Eric, you know, when we look at it and we talked to Mike McCarthy just about an hour ago and had asked him, you know, it looks to us like this is a team that's a lot better than a seven and six record. And and McCarthy agreed. So when you look at it, they're, they're really good. What is the reason for being seven and six? Is it just, you know, does it come down to little details in close games? Uh, it comes down to that. And then this defense has been depleted by injuries. I mean, when you look around this defense, probably the best player on their whole defense, Matt Milano, he's out for the season. Daquan Jones uh, was playing really well at nose guard, um, had one of the highest pass rush rate win rates for all defensive tackles. He tears his peck over in London. Tredavious White, former All-Pro cornerback, he's out for the season with an Achilles. And then it's just been a rash of other injuries. Micah Hyde, their uh, Pro Bowl safety, has been in and out of the lineup. And first-round draft pick last year, Kyrie Elam, the corner, he tears a ligament in his foot in training camp. It's just been so many injuries on the defensive side of the football. Oh, and your highest-paid player on the defense uh, still hasn't recovered from his ACL injury last year in Von Miller. And mm. so because of that, other guys have had to step up. But that's a big reason why uh, the Bills are sitting there with six losses on the season. So, Eric, what is the current strength and weakness of that defense right now? The strength is, is still the pass rush. I, I mentioned Von Miller not being back to full strength, and the Bills are going to be without likely without A.J. Epinesa this weekend, another one of their defensive ends. But they've really been able to get after the passer this year, uh, second in the NFL in sacks. And because they've been able to put pressure on the other team's uh, quarterback, then they've been able to force them into mistakes at time. And even if Micah Hyde can't go this weekend, uh, their secondary's been, been – really it has done a really nice job this year, especially after they picked up Rasul Douglas at the trade line from Green Bay. Eric Wood joining us on the Boomer Jacks Bar and Grill Hotline from Buffalo here on Sean and RJ. Oh, what is what is what is the deal with Stefan Diggs? Um I'm not sure what the drama <laughs> in the spring was. We were never uh been given that information. All we were told is everything was fine. And you know, Stephon Diggs is a hardcore competitor, and I believe the the noise from outside the building is more than the noise inside the building, if that makes sense. I mean, by all indications, Josh and Stephon are still good buddies, and even though there was a bunch of drama around that, 
Stephon Diggs, you know, he's he he may throw his helmet on the sideline. He may break a tablet, but that's not a reaction to anyone else. That's his own frustrations. And I mean, thank God throughout my time playing in the NFL that one, we weren't on national TV that much. And <laughs> I was, I was an offensive lineman because they could have probably shown uh, me doing similar things on the sideline. Eric, uh, this week, Dan Quinn said he wouldn't ask Trayvon Diggs. He wouldn't put Trayvon Diggs in the position of, of giving the inside scoop or, or having to give Intel on his brother is that a common thing in, in NFL circles? Like, have you ever run into that where it's like, well, we're not going to ask this guy to, to give us the scoop on his family member. I haven't been around a situation like that. Um, you know, it's pretty common in the NFL that, you know, whenever you're playing a team, whether it's a coach or a player that was under that coaching staff and not even necessarily play for that team, but maybe with that coaching staff or maybe play with certain guys that you'll pick their brain. Ultimately the film's going to tell you, most of what you need to know anyways. Um, but, um, and then if you were under a certain coaching staff, you might be able to get some of their terminology that you might hear throughout the game, whether it's defensive calls, offensive calls that you hear at the line of scrimmage. Uh, but, you know, as far as what Trayvon would be able to give up uh, information wise on his brother, I, I don't know that there would be anything that you wouldn't be able to see on film. We all think we're professional game managers. We uh, play Madden, and we have all these analytics and all the numbers. Uh, we've criticized Mike McCarthy, Jason Garrett here, and now Sean McDermott kind of gets killed for it nationally. How would you grade Sean McDermott as a game manager? Um, you know, he's a first-time head coach, and when you look at his record 0-6 in overtime, it's easy to critique, especially some of his conservative decisions, and I feel like over time, He's gotten more aggressive, and, you know, we saw it in Kansas City with some late-game decisions last week. And so, um, you know, I, I don't want to simply say that uh, Sean isn't good in those situations. I, I think it's as much on the players in those situations as it is on the coaches. And for what Sean McDermott has done in taking uh, an organization that I played in, we were in the, the longest playoff drought in all of pro sports, and no stability within the organization. And over these last seven years under Sean McDermott, in the playoffs virtually every year, break that playoff drought my final year in 2017 with a team that everyone thought was tanking. And the culture that he's created up in Buffalo, uh, to me, he's done a phenomenal job. Do you think most coaches are generally bad at game management, clock management? <laughs> uh, that's a great question. And, and I'll say this. Um, I would say some coaches probably look a lot smarter than they truly are by guys making plays when they're ultra aggressive. And then if you're a head coach and you make too conservative of, of a decision, then that's all going to come back on you because maybe you didn't allow your guys the opportunity to, to go try and win it or make the play. And so um, I, I think similar to quarterbacks in those late game situations, unless it's a, a truly an egregious mistake by the coach, they probably get too much blame or credit and the players in those situations. When you turn on the film, probably uh, were the ones at fault. Eric, give us your perspective on what you've seen from the Cowboys on tape and getting ready for this game. Man, they're really good. They're, they truly are. They, they have, they have star power all over the field offensively. Uh, I've been a fan of that offensive line for a long time. I think they do a great job. And I think they've added some nice pieces um, 
you know, uh, along that front, especially Tyler Smith at left guard. Um, C.D. Lamb's been great this year. Tony Pollard um, has been on my fantasy team, and I, I, I hope for a touch more production from him, but he's good for some catches each week. But I'll say this, Dak Prescott, the year he's having uh, is absolutely incredible. And I have a ton of respect. I mean, the Cowboys are probably the most talked about team in the entire league each and every season. Um, and the way he's handled that quarterback position since he's taken over um, and the maturity he has and to be peaking at this point of his career is, is extremely impressive to me. He's having an awesome season. Defensively, Micah Parson obviously stands out. I have, I've thought for years that Demarcus Lawrence is one of the best defensive linemen in all of football. <laughs> Secondary's played great this year despite, despite Trevon Diggs uh, being out for the season. Stephon Gilmore is a former teammate of mine. I love that dude to death um and have always had a ton of respect for him and then i'll tell you what when you turn on the film that marquise bell you know to be you know he's listed at 205 um on my sheet i think people have said he's 210 pounds but what he does that he's kind of a chess piece for dan quinn to use and he's great in coverage and he's not ultra light in the run game either like he makes plays in the run game so uh there's kind of an assessment on uh, all the levels of both offense and defense. Oh yeah. And then you have a rookie kicker who hasn't missed yet this year. So, uh, and, and you say all that and that's, that's why the Cowboys are sitting there at 10 and three on the season. And that leads me to another segue. I did a segue. You did a segue. Very well done. Eric Wood, Bill's analyst here on the fan. What's the weather looking like for Sunday out there? Yes, uh, pretty balmy, high 40s, and uh, forecasting for some rain. We'll see if it happens or not. But, um, you know, when you look at this Dallas team, um, I'm not saying they can't play well in the elements, but when they've left Cowboy Stadium, that's when they've had three of their losses, and the offensive production goes from 40 points a game to, I believe, 24 points a game on the road. So uh, maybe the Bills can catch an advantage there. I don't know how much you saw the uh, Raiders-Chargers game, but it appears that that L.A. has completely uh, quit on Brandon Staley. Have you been a part of a team that just completely quit on the coach? Um, it may have looked like we quit as bad as we played at times. <laughs> I did have two interim coaches uh, throughout my time. We did have two midseason fires, but uh, there wasn't a situation where we necessarily quit on them. We just we weren't very good at the time, honestly. Um, but no, we didn't quit on them. Um, I will say this, you know, when you're in a situation where LA's at right now, where the, you get your quarterback hurt and everything's kind of reeling and the game starts going bad, you know, sometimes it can stockpile, it can just steamroll you um, in those situations. And you saw last night against the Raiders. Is that something he can recover from or is that just done? No, I'd say he's probably done. I mean, just, it seemed like this was kind of a make or break year for Staley anyways. And, you know, you have Herbert so young in his career and you don't want to waste what you got in him. And I would say that there's, there's probably a decision coming here soon. When you have that, that Thursday, after that Thursday night game, that's kind of that, that sweet spot for organizations to say, Hey, if we move on from someone now, yeah. you know, we have a little bit more time to transition and, it wouldn't surprise the Bills play in LA next week against the Chargers. It wouldn't surprise me to see them have a new head coach. I'm just hoping they don't get that one game bump that you see many teams get. You know, yes. kind of the Jeff Saturday Colts last year, the Antonio Pierce. I guess I'm just hoping they don't hire a 
former player with no head coaching experience and <laughs> rally the troops <laughs> and get them to do something crazy next week. Eric, this was fantastic, man. Uh, we really appreciate the time. Have a fantastic call and keep killing it. No, I appreciate that, guys. My pleasure. Eric, Y'all have a good weekend. Good job, Bobby. Uh, Choppy got Lee Bryce. Bobby said Eric Wood would be fantastic, and he was former Pro Bowl center color analyst for the Buffalo Bills. Truckwreck.com text line for your predictions. This is the most split that the show has been in making a Cowboys pick in some time. 877-881-1053. 877-881-1053. I can still just never get a clear answer on the Stefan Diggs thing. It, dri- it drives me insane. <laughs> it drives me crazy. We're going on two years now, and I still don't know. I've heard that he's got a problem with McDermott. Then you have, obviously you hear it's the touches, and then it's with Josh Allen. I don't know what it is. We, we don't have an answer. It drives me crazy when stories like this get zero resolution. We don't get to the bottom of it. Yeah, I mean, it clearly is just something they don't want to talk about around that team. Like, they didn't give us consistency at the time. I, I feel like people there have to know, and they're just not talking. Which is good. But it may be as simple of a fact as just like, no, those two people know, and they didn't really make it clear to anyone else, and so the, everybody there is also in the dark. All right, let's make the official picks. Are the Cowboys going to finally get cooled off in Buffalo? And how R.J. Choppy nailed the Dallas Mavericks. It looks like he nailed the Dallas Mavericks' new home with the resort and the casino next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, 